morning, people. Good morning out there. Good morning. Yo, peace, peace, peace. Yes, and welcome to episode 12 of Getting Stoned with your host, Mr. Stone Petoskey. It's such a blessing to have you here. So grateful that you're listening, that you're taking your time to, to tune in and get stoned. Uh, it's, it means, it means a, a phenomenal amount to me that, uh, hell, that I even get to do such a thing, right? Here I am, I'm just sharing my, my love, mm -mm, my love, sending it out there, sending that big hug like always. Come on now, get up in there, get up in there, man, feel that love, 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 love yourself, y'all. Love yourself. Ain't, ain't nothing but love for you. Yeah. It doesn't matter what anybody says. It's it doesn't in any way, shape, or form take away from the fact that you are lovable, that you are precious, that you are a miracle. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. So, yeah, sometimes you're going to feel doubt. Sometimes you're going to have to yell and shout. Sometimes you're going to cry. Sometimes you're going to wonder why. Sometimes you're going to have a big old smile on your face. Sometimes you're going to feel like a disgrace. Sometimes you're going to open up your heart wide. Sometimes... You won't be able to decide. Sometimes the song comes up. Sometimes we don't know what's up. Sometimes we get an attaboy. Sometimes we can't find the joy. But in any case, You are lovable. You are lovable. Yes. You matter. So turn off that mind chatter that tells you otherwise. You know what I'm saying, y'all? It's going to be there. It's going to want to just kind of get up in there on you a lot. It's going to want to torture you and mess with your head. You know, all that I'm not lovable energy that swirls around the space. You know, get to know it. Don't be afraid of those feelings. Don't be afraid of those feelings you're not supposed to feel, supposedly not supposed to feel. We all feel different feelings. It's a part of being human. It's okay to feel. It's, it's, it, it's important. It's essential. The feelings are not in charge. See, it's like Pema Children says something like this. It goes something like this where who you are, uh, your emotions are like the weather. They just all passing by. Who you truly are 
is like the sky. Now see what I'm saying? You see that? You feel that? Because that's some deep, deep shit right there. So simple, yet so on point. On point. Yeah, that lady's no joke. So yeah, so feel those emotions. You can't, you can't help but feel them. But, but let them move through. Let them move through, and uh, and, and and remember who you truly are. You're as wide as beautiful as the sky. And don't don't uh don't get sidetracked with all that emotion, all those desires you're feeling and the, the wants. Yeah, my grandma used to say, you know, uh it's not your your needs that are gonna get you into trouble. It's your wants. And, uh, you know, that's that. It's hard. You know, we're sold so much. And we're constantly, you know, here in America, y'all, we're like the world's consumers, you know. So it gets all kind of, it gets all kind of tricky up in there because, you know, we've been taught certain ways of seeing things and behaving and, uh, and what have you. And that uh, can be challenging to sort of navigate our way through all those kinds of things. But, um You know, that's why we talk about it. That's what humans do. We talk about stuff. We use our language to communicate, to learn, to grow. Uh, of course, we also use that language to divide ourselves and hate on each other and tell lies and, and all that sort of stuff, too. You know, but that's the, that's the contradiction of the human being. And, uh, and we just keep loving ourselves through all of that because uh, love is... is where it's at, y'all. It's the only thing that can conquer hate. Martin Luther King said that, and I happen to believe him. I happen to agree with him on that one. And uh, that doesn't mean hate isn't going to be around, because quite obviously it is. That's, uh, that's with us. But the way to, uh, to heal that, to heal that hatred, to heal that, is through love it's not through more hatred it's not through more fear that's not how we heal that hate that that subject object relationship that other you know that other over there that we hate on who's not like us you know is less than well that's all just that's just all made up. It's all made up up in our heads up here. You know, that's what that is. And again, that's what humans do. We we need to create constructs to to sort of make sense of the world we live in. You know, that's that's as an animal, uh, that's what we do. Uh, so you can start to tune into some of these tendencies, some of these perceived differences. And, and you can you can elevate in a sense you can expand your awareness and, and, and see it with a wider lens 
y'all. You know what I'm saying? With a white, you get that, you get that sort of big picture perspective going, and and the hate and those so-called differences, you know, they 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 minimize. You know, they they begin to melt away. They begin to be seen through, if you will. So love, love is, a, is, is, is where it's at. It's, it's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful thing. And uh, thank goodness for the love, y'all. Thank goodness for the love. My, oh my. Mm, sending so much of it out. Sending so, so much of it out to all y'all. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Oh, feels good, feels good, feels good. Mmm. Mmm. And peace. We need some peace. Lots and lots of that. Lots and lots of that. Peace. Mmm. Boom. Come on. Out there. Feel that. Send it out there. That's another thing you can do. You know, when you're feeling some of those those emotions, those feelings of hatred and fear and 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 you know, anger and 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 and, and whatnot, you know, it's it, it it, it's a, it can be a it can be a real powerful way to transform that that feeling and emotion is to like is to like breathe it in you know breathe that in man really get in and feel that and then exhale exhale out love and 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 healing and you know Breathe in all that hatred that's out in the world. Breathe it in. Breathe it in. Mm, transform it and breathe out love and compassion and empathy and kindness. Yeah, that's a um, it's a loving kindness meditation, and um, I can't I can't remember. I I I do it quite often, and there's a the 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 Tibetan word for it is escaping me right now. Shongol, Tongol. Tongo, T-O-N-G-O-L, I believe. Anyways, uh, it's a really powerful tool, and uh, give it a try. Give it a try and see what you think. Work with it. Practice it. It's um, I found it to be incredibly beneficial for me, and and a really uh, a really fantastic tool to have in the toolkit of love and positivity and healing. You know, we all have to have a toolkit. You know what I'm saying? Have that toolkit, people. Get your tools in there. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a very, very, very uh, valuable thing to bring into your life. The uh, toolkit. Mmm. I could go on. I could do a whole episode about that one. Maybe that's maybe that's what we'll do next. Uh, all right, all right. So so sending a bunch, a bunch, a bunch of love and positivity and good vibes out there good vibes shaka shaka you know uh mahalo uh all right so we're gonna do a little reading here another uh, another book that's just blowing my mind um you know a, a recent read i read it within the last couple years and uh it's by this cat named uh john a livingstone uh in in the book is called rogue primate and exploration of human domestication that's kind of a cool rhyme right there so we're going to read uh we're going to read a little bit from that here 
And, uh, and yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Evil is a formidable word, but not an extreme one. If, after all, life is diversity is manifestly good in an absolute sense, then its wanton spoilage and eradication is the opposite. Our behavior is not just bad or injurious, but since it occurs with full knowledge of its nature and consequences, and is even ideologically justified as necessary, it becomes something worse. The sacking and pillage of nature is predetermined and with intent. Biocide a forethought. This charge must not be attached to the starving multitudes who are, quite naturally, fully occupied in trying to stay alive. It is reserved rather for the timorous politicians, stricken, immobile, in fear of addressing population policy. It is reserved also for the fanatical ideologues of the realization of human purpose and meaning through planetary conquest. Most particularly and specifically guilty is the international commercial, quote, development enterprise, which would domesticate all beautiful and wonderful things non-human into its own noxious image, and would see the process as natural, inevitable, and good. Mmm. Yeah, I'm telling you, this dude ain't messing around. All right, here we go. Let's do some more of this. You and I are accessories. We elect weak, self-serving politicians who, together with their devious, self-serving senior bureaucrats, assiduously evade the, quote, crunch issues of population and, quote, development policies, and whose only allegiance is to their jobs. We buy furniture made of tropical hardwood. We buy tuna fish at the, quote, incidental cost of hundreds of thousands of dolphin deaths. We buy shares in chemical companies. We do business with Japan, paramount despoiler of wild nature. We allow recreational killing and we condone the flaying of wild animals for fashion. We donate funds to vivisection. We allow our children and grandchildren to be brainwashed into the technical, technocratic, and managerial infrastructure of zero-order humanism. That we, the educated, the informed, the well-nourished, the affluent, do so pathetically little to stall the human juggernaut is testimony perhaps to our physical discomfort, perhaps to our domesticated apathy, perhaps to our arrested ontogenies, perhaps to our evolved intrinsic Askewness. Hmm. All right, man, let's do some more, man. We keep going, we keep going. Perhaps our failure to challenge zero-order humanism is a consequence of our servile thraldom to ideology itself. If that should indeed be the case, then there would be very little that we could do about it. We must have ideology in order to function in domestication. But as I have insisted throughout this essay, as biological beings, we still have access to our own nature. That is a statement arising from an ideology different from the prevailing version. 
It is one that allows us first to understand and then to reject zero-order humanism together with all of its arrogant, cruel, and unnatural appendages. It allows us then to seek a structure of ideas and beliefs that will be built not on future abstract desires and expectations, but on past experienced qualities of active bonding and participation. The experience of wildness, like its close kin which we call freedom, wildness is perceptible only in its absence. Both are forever paradoxical. Percy Shelley saw freedom as, quote, sweet bondage. We may see wildness similarly, a state of being in which one is an autonomous organism, yet bonded and subsidiary to the greater whole. Of the miraculous, multitudinous life adventure, one is at once the end and the means, a unique expression and the totality. Self without boundaries is sweet enough, but one's self in a muskrat or a tamarack is sweeter still. We all share in this. If every child has the quote, genuine impulse, then every adult can remember. For some of us, the experience of non-human nature is the most vivid recollection of young childhood. Not the cognitive, but the effective experience and certainly not the, quote, wilderness experience, because wilderness is a human abstraction only. I mean the disillusion of the ego-centered self, as when one was drawn close, ever closer, and at last into the gold-flecked eye of a toad, or when one melted into the black, earthly, hummus, laced with wintergreen on a cool forest floor, or when one's cry of joy was transposed into gull clamor by a sea wind pungent with the scent of rotting kelp, when one sought and found, when one relinquished and was free. The quality of wildness remains in us. It is masked from our awareness in multifarious ways, including our own conscious rejection. We are, quote, different, but not perhaps in ways the humanists would prefer. We are different from nature in that we are domesticated and culturally conditioned, and that we depend upon a fabricated prosthesis to function in an ideology-dependent universe we have ourselves created. But the ideologies change. Look at a child gently holding an unfledged young robin that has fallen from its nest. Look in that child's eyes. The sweet bondage of wildness is 
recoverable. My, oh my, oh my, oh my. So much to think about there. <laughs> You could do a whole, you could do a whole semester's course on that. Holy smokes! I don't even know where to, I don't even know where to begin to, to, to try to like tie a summary on that one. Uh, I'm just gonna say um, thank you, Mr. Livingston, for, for writing that that book. It's it's really, it's really had a, a very uh, positive and. Uh, uh, mind expanding heart expanding effect on my perspectives and perceptions so first off thank you brother thank you for um, I'm, that book the, the energy the time the commitment that has to go into writing a book like that is is something that most of us just can't even imagine so thank you sir for that stretch your mind people stretch your mind think about what mr livingston says there re-listen to it listen to it again and pause and and reflect and and question and and think for yourself you know think for yourself that's what's that's what it's about you know uh be a discerning human being you have that capacity to be wild yeah yeah so uh on that tip uh, as we're uh you know thinking about like thinking for yourself let's do a little tune here yeah a little music is always a good thing and uh, this uh, this cover tune I'm gonna do here, uh, probably not probably one of the most classic greatest songs ever written. Uh, it's a redemption song by Mr. Bob Marley. Stand aside and look. Some say it's 
It's just a part of it. We got to fulfill the goal. Won't you have to sing these songs of freedom? It's all I ever had. Redemption songs. These songs of Songs of freedom, these songs of freedom. Mr. Bob Marley, Mr. Bob Marley. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Mr. Bob Marley. Oh. Hmm. Takes me back to love, y'all. Takes me right back to love, right where we started today. One love. One love, y'all. One love. Come on now. We can get this. We can get this. We can get this together. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. All right, I'm sending you so much love, so much, so much goodness, mm, so much positivity. You know, you're beautiful, you're lovable out there. Thank you, thank you again so much for spending this this time with me. I, I appreciate you from the bottom of my heart. I appreciate you. All right, be well, y'all. Be well. Peace. <laughs>